Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. Our bit today is taken from Psalm 44, verse 8. And that says, In God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever. Sailor, well, can you believe it, friends? We are already into the exciting month of February. <laughs> and you ask, what's so exciting about February? Well, there's Valentine's Day in a couple of weeks, but it also means we are one month closer to spring and getting away from these cold winter temperatures and the depressing times that they can bring. We have enough other depressants. We don't need winter too. Uh, and yes, we know that we must go through winter to get to spring and summer. But some days it just gets to us more than others. And as you get older, it becomes more difficult to navigate all the obstacles that winter throws up in our paths. But with God's miraculous and ever-faithful help, we can overcome most of them, though. As the sons of Korah declare in Psalm 44, In God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever, Selah. Yes, friends, in all our doings, the Lord's name should be uppermost in our mouths. Brother David said it so well in Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And that comes from Psalm 34, 1 to 3. And I can't think of anything better for believers to do in these sad and perilous times than to praise and magnify our wonderful God, Jehovah. Now that's because knowledge of God is man's glory. And listen to how the prophet Jeremiah put it long ago. No? Thus said the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment or justice and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, said the Lord. And that comes from Jeremiah 9, 23 to 24. Oh, my people, what a wonderful God we serve. And it's not for us to blow our own horn in whatever area or field that we might be uplifted, because that very upliftment comes from God himself. But here this explanation of those verses from the scholars now. They say, having lamented the folly of his faithful, of his faithless people, Jeremiah turns their attention to the true, true source of wisdom, the Lord himself. And you can find that ex 
listed in chapters 9, 23 to 10, 25. True wisdom was to be found in the consistent following of the three central qualities of spiritual life. The first is loving kindness or the exercise of true covenant loyalty. And here the scholars refer to a note in 1 Samuel 20, where Jonathan and Brother David made their sensational pact. The note says, Kindness and love are essential ingredients in the covenant stipulations of the ancient Near East. They speak of a relationship whereby each party treats the other as a full family member with loyalty, dignity, and devotion. Jonathan continues with recognition of David's divinely established preeminence. The everlasting covenant between Jonathan and David will be remembered by David when he becomes king, and you can find that in 2 Samuel 9. Now, that's what true loyalty and covenant relationship means, my brethren. Because Jonathan knew that Brother David was divinely chosen to be Israel's next king instead of him, he did not get worried and annoyed over the divine slight. Instead, he did his best to keep Brother David from the maniacal and murderous hands of his father, King Saul. And later on, when David became king, he kept that covenant by returning to Jonathan's crippled son, Mehef-Bosheth, all the lands and wealth of his father and grandfather, and had him continually eating at his table. Now, how often do we see that kind of relationship lived out in these modern times? Eh? Not very often. <laughs> and I'm chuckling here because I've wandered away from the original explanation that I was writing about on verses 23 and 24. But it seemed important to describe the true, true workings of a covenant relationship. And please remember, that's what we have with Almighty God. But getting back to the explanation of the three central qualities of spiritual life. The first was loving kindness. The second is judgment or the consistent application of true justice for all. And the third is righteousness, the maintenance of what was right in the sight of the Lord in all of life. Unfortunately, though, my people, none of those three central ingredients exist to any worthwhile degree in our current society. No wonder our troubled and disaster-prone state. We glory in our own doings instead of the Lord's. Corruption is rampant and justice seems non-existent, while righteousness or simply doing right has been replaced by evil doing. Yes, my fellow saints, all the things of God have been replaced by the things of the evil enemy and have become so firmly entrenched as ways of life in our current society that the Lord no longer looks down on us with the favor he once did. He's left us on our own to do our own thing, like we so presumptuously desired. 
and thus to suffer the resultant consequences like we are doing right now. Oh, friends, when are we going to realize that the enemy doesn't like kindness, compassion, goodness, and those godly things, but rather prefers hate, evil, chaos, and those ungodly attributes? And it's obvious that if we follow him, those are the things we will get. The opposite is also true. If we follow the goodness and love of God, then we will have that kind of society. But it all comes down to the choice or choices we make. And please remember that each choice has a resultant consequence. Therefore, wisdom dictates that we check the consequences first before making a choice. And for those of us who have already checked the consequences and made the wise decision to follow Christ, let's go home declaring, no, you believe I spell declaring wrong, even though I was trying to spell it right? Oh, brother, but we're going to go home nonetheless, declaring or choose the mantra, letting the whole world know to whom we belong, lock, stock, and barrel. All together now, in God's eyes, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. That's who I am. No one can take that from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world. Amen. Now, my people, let's go out and do just that now. Share the amazing love and friendship of Christ with others so that they too can come to know and love him like we do. Much love. And the postscript for today says, there can be no relationship between good and evil because they come from different sources and end up in different places. And that's the gospel truth, friends. Evil and good can't mix because one comes from the devil and the other comes from God. So please, let's wake up and realize that it's either one or the other. We need to choose. We can't choose both. And common sense or rather wisdom dictates that we choose living for Christ, doing good. And we pray that in his mighty name, this Thursday, this Tuesday morning rather. So please have a good day. Have a blessed day, my people. And let's look to Christ for everything that we need because he's our everything. Please have a blessed day. Much love.